everyone, Pastor Kurt here. So in this sermon, I preached on Psalm 23, verse 3, and Psalm 5. And in this passage, which is a bit, uh, in this uh, sermon, which is a bit shorter than my normal sermons are, because we had a wonderful um, a performance by the Northwestern uh, uh, College a cappella choir. I don't know why that's so hard for me to say. It's kind of a tongue twister for me for some reason. Uh, but they came and uh, performed and blessed us with their uh, beautiful uh, uh, singing to the Lord. And uh, because of that, and because it was uh, Communion Sunday, I kept the sermon a little bit shorter than normal. Uh, But on these passages, I just talked a little bit about the ways in which God leads us into righteousness, leads us into the ways of God, and uh, following the right path. And so God leads us in many different ways. If we are just open to follow, God wants to lead us to good things, to abundant life. Um, And so uh, to this uh, sermon was recorded on Sunday, March 3rd, 2024. Let us pray. Eternal God, in the reading of the scripture, may your word be heard. In the meditations of our hearts, may your word be known. And in the faithfulness of our lives, may your word be shown. Amen. A reading from Psalm 5. Hear my words, Lord. Consider my groans. Pay attention to the sound of my cries, my King and my God, because I am praying to you. Lord, in the morning, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay it all out before you. Then I wait expectantly. Because you aren't a God who enjoys wickedness. Evil doesn't live with you. Arrogant people won't last long in your sight. You hate evildoers. You destroy liars. The Lord despises people who are violent and dishonest. But me? I will enter your house because of your abundant, faithful love. I will bow down at your holy temple, honoring you. Lord, because of many enemies, please lead me in your righteousness. Make your way clear right in front of me. Because there's no truth in my enemies' mouths. All they have inside them is destruction. Their throats are open graves. Their tongues slick with talk. Condemn them, God. Let them fail by their own plans. Throw them out for their many sins because they've rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you celebrate. Let them sing out loud forever. Protect them so that all who love your name can rejoice in you. Because you, Lord, bless the righteous. You cover them with favor like a shield. The word of the Lord. All right, so today we continue our worship series through Lent called The Lord, Our Shepherd, uh, exploring Psalm 23. And so far in this series, we've looked at uh, the difference between our wants and our needs. We've looked at being content in every situation. We've explored how Christ, our good shepherd, 
loves us and cares for us deeply, only wanting what is good for us. And we continue our exploration of Psalm 23 today with verse 3. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Of course, the big emphasis in Psalm 23, and really all throughout the scriptures, is that God leads and we follow. The problem, of course, is that we tend to be a bit stubborn and willful. And things begin to fall apart when we decide to go our way along our paths rather than that of our shepherds. As we've already discussed in this series, Jesus leads us towards good things beside the still waters and in the green grass and the green pastures and leads us to abundant life while our selfish will oftentimes leads us to danger and trouble. And Lord knows I have made my own bad decisions in this life and still unfortunately continue to do so. A lot less, I hope, (laughs) than I have in the past, but I'm sure we've all been there at some point or another going our own way rather than that of the Lord's. I've come to learn, though, through experience, the value of God's guidance. In fact, it's the prayer that I offer up the most is for God's guidance so that I might follow in the footsteps of Christ rather than in my own way. And we see this from David in our reading today in Psalm 5. David, we learn from 2 Samuel and 1 Kings, um, was a guy who faced lots of troubles in his life. Whether it was Saul trying to do him in or the many encounters with the Philistines, and we all know the story of David and, and this big, huge, tall Goliath guy, right? And, we, uh, and then the many other enemies that he faces, he, he struggled oftentimes with those who were out to get him. And so one of the things that David oftentimes prays for is for God's guidance and deliverance, how to wade through life's many troubles. He writes, hear my words, Lord, consider my groans, pay attention to the sound of my cries, my King and my God, because I am praying to you, a prayer many of us have uttered to God. Psalm 5, verses 1 through 2. And one of the primary things David prays for is for God to lead him into righteousness. Verse 8 of Psalm 5 says, Lord, Because of my many enemies, please lead me into your righteousness. Make your path clear right in front of me. He doesn't want that ambiguity. He wants a clear path right in the presence of God. Now, righteousness is kind of one of those words that gets thrown around a lot in our religion and faith circles. But what does righteousness mean? Well, the root of the word essentially means to do the right To do right in the biblical text specifically relates to doing right according to God, obedience to God's will, God's covenant, which by its very nature is relational, a relationship between God and us. I will be their God and they will be my people is part of the covenant which God makes between us. In other words, David's prayer as he seeks to be led into righteousness means he is seeking to be led into God's relational existence of love. It's where he wants to be. And this is especially relevant when you consider all that that David has faced. In Psalm 5, David is facing those who seek his destruction, his downfall. These are folks who are full of themselves, only seeking their own will, people who are spreading lies about him. And David is tired of it. 
We all know what it's like to have folks speak poorly of us or to, you know, get after us from time to time, and, and it gets tiring. And so David is asking God to lead him out of the world of lies and deceit where those are out to get him, where he doesn't know who he can trust, and into God's reality of truth and love. He's seeking that salvation. And it becomes clear as we get to Psalm 23 that God has not disappointed David. God listens to us. For in Psalm 23, we don't read another request from David to be led into righteousness. No, what we read in Psalm 23 is a statement of faith, a statement of what he knows to be true already. He doesn't need to ask for God's guidance anymore because he knows God leadeth me in paths of righteousness. It's a statement, not a question. David says that this is what God does. He leads me into paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He's come to know that this is what God has been doing for him from the beginning. And this is one of the things that really struck me this week as I read Psalm 23 over and over again. Psalm 23 isn't a plea for help. It's not a plea for God's guidance. It's a statement of who God is. He is our shepherd who leads us to rest in grassy meadows, to rest beside still waters. He keeps us alive by leading us in paths of righteousness, or as many other translations say, lead us into proper paths, all for his name's sake, for the sake of the Lord, of his good name. And that's not to say that God does this for recognition or that God does this so that he can look good for other people, but it's because it is God's very nature to do this. It is God's nature to lead us towards good things, to lead us to abundant life, to eternal life, because that is what one does for those you love, for those you care for. And make no mistake, God so deeply loves each and every one of us. But of course, we each and every one of us have a choice. We can travel down our own path, as we sometimes do, or we can go down the path of God, being open to God's guidance. I know from experience where my path leads. When I only think of myself, it only seems to hurt those closest to me. How many times have we hurt others by only thinking of ourselves, or at the very least, failing to think of how our words might impact another person? How many times have our corporate and societal sins caused pain and suffering to others, genocide and slavery, and, well, just check off all the things when you open up the newspaper, right, in the morning, or turn on the news, or scroll through your social media feeds, you can see the ways we harm one another. The Good Shepherd leads us on paths that take us outside our selfish desires and indulgences and towards experiences of love and good deeds. Community, being a part of something bigger than ourselves where we can flourish individually, of course, but most importantly, as a whole. As many of us gathered here today 
are in choirs or have participated in choirs, I got to thinking that, you know, another way to really look at the way God leads us is to think of God not as the good shepherd, but as God as the good choir director, right? The director's goal is to bring different voices and personalities together, to bring this harmony of voices that we might sing a joyful noise to the Lord. Each and every voice on its own may not be that solo worthy. I'm, I'm counting myself in the midst of that. But when we are brought together as a community, amazing things happen, right? When we are brought together, it can be a beautiful thing. Because there's nothing quite so exhilarating when you finally get that peace to where you want it to be and the voices meld together and you bring those harmonies together and you just know you've got it. If you've never sung in a choir, it's, it's hard to describe, but it's, it's there. It just clicks. Now, I didn't sing in a choir growing up. I didn't do any of that stuff in high school or, or junior high or in college. That wasn't my thing. But at my last church, my, uh, my members dragged me kicking and screaming to sing with them in the choir. And I learned a lot of different things singing in the church choir. One was, uh, of course, I didn't know how to read music, so that was a challenge. Um, but the big thing I learned was you got to pay attention to the director. you got to pay attention to the director. And I didn't realize how important this was at first. Because as I was trying to read the words and follow the notes up and down because I couldn't read what I was supposed to be seeing and listen to the person next to me who actually knew what they were doing so I could get it in my ear. And as I was singing, and then I was supposed to look at the choir director? How, that's three or four different things. So I was more concerned about my part, right? About what I was doing. It can be a challenge to get past yourself and look to the one guiding you. But I've come to realize how important it is, especially for one like me who doesn't know how to read music, doesn't know when to come in at the right part, because the director sets the pace for the singing and guides you when it's your turn to enter the piece, when to sing louder or lower, when to speed up or to slow down. And it can be really obvious when somebody isn't paying attention to the director Especially when the director, you know, does whatever motion it is to pause you for that rest in the piece, and you just keep on singing. But this is how it is with, with God, our good director, our good shepherd. As we journey through the anthem of life, we look to God for that guidance on whether we are and when we're focused too much on ourselves, we miss the harmony of what God is bringing together. For God helps us to know when to stop and rest. God helps us know when we are to speed up or to slow down, when to go high or when to go low, but always God is leading us to come together so that we might sing a joyful noise in the Lord our God. So throughout this series, we have been uh, joining together to recite Psalm 23 after the sermon. 
And we've been doing a different translation every week because it's always good to hear how the original Hebrew is, is translated by various groups of folks. And so uh, today we're going to be reciting Psalm 23 with the New Revised Standard Version Updated Edition. And so let us join together in saying Psalm 23. It's on the screen or in your bulletin. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. And my hope and my prayer is that you are able to hear a word from God for your life today. If you have any questions or suggestions for uh, this podcast or like to share with me some of your reflections on these passages and my sermon today, I would love to hear from you. And you can send those comments to the show email at admin at pastorkurt.com. May you go forth today in peace, shine the light of Christ everywhere you go. Until next time, have a blessed day. Bye.